The performances, the all-time performances, were a plenty in the fantasy football championships. Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams, Tom Brady, Mike Evans. Points abound. We'll talk about the big performances from the studs, maybe the underappreciated or unexpected performances from some lower-name guys. We'll talk about it all and talk about how you hopefully won your fantasy football championship in Week 16 right now. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 champions, and welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott and Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, what a week we have had, and it's not over. We're recording this Monday night before... Uh, before a lot of championships are decided, quite frankly, with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. 21.6 from Stefan Diggs, yeah. half PPR, and I adorn yep. myself with the championship belt and look down the barrel of a one Alvin Kamara and say, not this week. What do we say to the God of death? Not today. Not today. <laughs> we'll see if Scott said not today or if he well died. landed flat on my face like yeah. I expected to on Friday night. Well, hey, listen, <laughs> we all got to start somewhere in that certainly started um, championship week. Obviously, these are the performances and these are the guys that you are going to remember forever. Well, let's let's and not forget so like, many. What was really nice is like these are our guys too. like we oh are. God, we are Alvin Kamara, Devonte Adams, Mike Evans, more than anyone really stands. Yes. And it was really nice. It was really nice to to say that Mike Evans was going to get 100 yards and a touchdown in my pay up last week and for him to deliver in epic fashion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, th- there were, you remember the great performances, but you're also going to remember the loser performances. And there were a couple of those too. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. Scotty, yours very well could have decided our college league's final. Uh, so let's start with you. Yeah, this was a stunner too. Uh, Corey Davis, Bagelsville, USA, population you, my dude. What just happened? This was a guy whose floor was really good outside mm-hmm. of maybe a couple duds here and there throughout the season. He had been at at least double digits full PPR. This was a full PPR league that you're talking about. Yeah, the guy that 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 made the championship was really playing him in the right spots all year, and unfortunately, this was not the right spot. Pick the wrong week to pick the wrong spot. Really couldn't have seen this coming. The 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 Titans' offense just falls flat against a defense who can be had. You know, this is not obviously a, a pass defense that's stronger than most in the league. The Packers are, but with Corey Davis and the you know he hit a ninety something yard touchdown, I believe, just last week. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's had. He's had big plays that can, you know, break a tough matchup, and he just falls flat here. Bagelsville in Week 16, you know you're not getting let off the schneid with that one. I mean, it's, yeah, it, that was brutal. Um, you know, everybody was talking about Corey Davis's deal is up at the end of this year. Yeah. Like, he's going to free agency. He, he had a good enough season. He made himself a lot of money. Might have taken a full round off of his ADP in fantasy <laughs> football leagues going into next year after that performance. And listen, he goes to the right team. He ends up perhaps opposite Devontae Adams on Green Bay next year. I'm looking long and hard at him. Yeah, but for sure, it was a difficult performance to watch. He's going to he's going to have some stink on him come draft season next year. There are people out there from this week, although people many weeks, many years in the past already said to themselves, I'm never drafting Corey Davis again. Well, guess what? He added a whole shit ton of names to that list this year as well. Make it a list. I don't think he'll be blamed too horribly for playing badly in the snow, but I think in fantasy, he's he's not going to be super highly touted. And I also do think, Don, as much as we'd like to see everyone go to the Packers, that he probably won't. No, no way. Oh, speaking of go to the Packers, Dante Pettis caught his first pass of the year for the Giants this week. Had to bring it. I was going to say that actually, literally in almost that same breath, but would have scored at least (laughs) ten touchdowns for the Packers by now. Yep. Oh yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which, Tavon Austin, the one guy that the Packers have brought in, getting touches now. Yeah. Cool. Tom, <laughs> hey. you're, uh, you just decided I'm taking a whole team with me. No, I put the Texans D. But the Texans' yeah. whole team does deserve it. Um, are you, what do you mean their whole team, though? 
I mean, it's it's their whole team, defensive team. It's like half yeah. of the players. I guess the it's technically their defensive team and their special teams as well. Um, in some formats, I think it's the standard ESPN scoring. They went negative nine. They were actually more wow. expensive than the Panthers in DraftKings. You know, like they were uh, ranked in a top five, top six position in most like you know rankers. Yep, things sure coming into the weekend. They were on our streaming radar, no doubt. And they were on everyone else's. It's not a, you know, the Bengals really just showed up and kicked the doors in, but negative nine, I actually started them in a game. And uh, the difference in defenses between me and my opponent was a 20 point swing to him. Wow. And that's why I'm glad that you brought up a defense as a loser in week 16, because unfortunately, when you make it down to one week, this is the kind of stuff that can absolutely when, torpedo your team. This is when that kind of stuff actually matters. You know, like most of the time you're overcoming a defensive performance. And I will say this. I, I thank Ryan Finley, who didn't even start in this game, by the way. But I thank Ryan Finley. They for, started Brandon Allen? They started Brandon Allen. He threw for 300 yards. He had a great game. But oh, uh, I, I thank Ryan Finley because he went out there and played well against Pittsburgh. And then I saw the matchup with the Texans. I was about to go all in, hammer. Texans defense because you know I love picking against the Bengals mm -hmm. from the Cowboys earlier this year, right? So that two week tirade. So I was, you know, I was paying attention to him just like Tom was. Luckily, the the Bengals went out there and really impressed against the Steelers. I said I'm going elsewhere, and I got lucky in that regard because the Texans D was a no show, and you saw that in JJ Watt's post game where he's like, "Come on, guys, we have to care a little." Yeah, I I. Like I was watching something like just like while I was working today yeah, and I was on the phone. So I had it on mute and I was like, oh, they're showing like a JJ Watt press conference call goes as long as, you know, these calls typically do at work. I get off the phone. It's still going. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like he's like, this is bad. I was like, so like a lot of like the speculation of course, is that JJ Watt will not be on the Houston Texans next year. Yeah. Uh, try to force a trade, perhaps, or the Texans good. who have no picks, as we know. You don't hear where he'd be a good fit? Playing wide Green receiver <laughs> <laughs> with Devontae Adams in Green Bay. <laughs> what did he have that one year where he had three receiving touchdowns and a rushing so touchdown? I'll never forget that year. Yeah, he had he more touchdowns had than Sean McCoy, like all these people. He should have had he should have had tight end eligibility that year. He was literally sure. like someone who you could have streamed at tight end. It was a real I was so mad. That was in the heat of my turn down for Watt. My team name was turned down for Watt in every league. You did, And I was ready to that. start him everywhere. Yeah. I think you and I co-owned a team. And I was like, we got to be turned down for Watt. Like, that you sounds just got a brand loyalty. That was my brand back then. I still love J.J. Watt. Always have, always will. Great Great player. guy. Yeah. Right. And, you know, turned down for Watt. There was one in every league. So let's not get carried away here. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, like, like we've said in the past, Tom, I have no problem going with the with the name brand. I just, got no problem with that. Just hear me Crowd out. Guys. Just hear me out. I like Coca-Cola just fine. My ball. Zach Ertz. Here would be a crazy one, dude. If you had Zach Ertz and Tyler Eifert. What? It hurts when Eifert. Oh my, dude. Dude, I even got one better for you. <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Hilaire. Hey, that's another, one, another one of Scott's names. <laughs> no problem with the name brand, baby. <laughs> Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Fresh Prince of LA. Somewhere with, over Dwayne Bow. You don't need uh, Hertz anymore. You can just use Hertz. And it's like literally verbatim correct. Wow. My ball, Jalen Hertz. Hertz, don't it? But you don't have to say ball sack. That's the part. You just say Hertz. You know. Oh. Like it hurts when I hurt. You don't have to do it hurts is my point. You can just use Hertz. Got You're it. a true visionary, Tom. <laughs> Gotta hope Tyler Eifert stays fantasy relevant going into next draft season. One more year. Yeah, he's Tyler. so relevant right now. Starting to look like Jared Goff may not be fantasy relevant going into next season. He's my loser of the week. And I can't stand watching him play football anymore. The boneheaded turnovers. He has no rushing capability. He has no sense of where his receivers are going to be on the field. The only way he completes passes is when plays are designed for him. And he says, you have to throw the ball here to this guy. And if you don't take a sack. Right. And he did a lot of the second part this season. I he mean, also left his game with an injury. And yeah. He might not even play this week. Right. I mean, he needs surgery. He's pushing to play and so that he can push off the surgery. I mean, if the Rams lose this but game, but McVay's playoffs, like, I mean, I'll try someone else. I'll try Wolford. 
I mean, wait, if they lose, they're out of the playoffs. Yeah, if they lose, they're out. Shouldn't they have a better backup than that? They had one thousand percent. Like, who is that guy? Cam Newton was. You have for Jared Goff. Days. You should be ready to bench him like mid game. Mm-hmm. He should get two a treatment with Fitz. One hundred thirty six million says that they can't bench Goff. Well, tell the Eagles about that. Oh, you don't have to at this point. He'll be joining Carson Wentz on that uh, free agent wire what soon if enough. The Rams trade for Carson Wentz, Could be and they just are like, we have a two hundred fifty million dollar salary cap, and we're going to just spend it all on Wentz and Goff. You're you're not going to like the, the the answer I'm about to give you, but I think the best like current fit out there that could be available next year at quarterback for the Rams is Philip Rivers. The guy's short, accurate, gets the ball out of his hands, doesn't take sacks, and keeps that offense moving. Yeah, be interesting. Colts seem to want Phil back, especially after their late season surge. Here, we move on, Scotty. Let's start talking about the heroes of fantasy football championship week. And this is one of the best weeks of heroes we have had in a long time. And it begins with Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I don't care. It's worth mentioning. The dude had six touchdowns uh, tied. An NFL record could have had a seventh if uh, Sean Payton just felt like mm-hmm. putting him in. But mm-hmm. since he has an, uh, an affinity to Taysom Hill higher even than blood, Tom, if you will, then, uh, you know, you see Taysom Hill steal Alvin Kamara's record setting touchdown. Yeah, um, that was bad and not fun. I mean, it, but it, it was so painful for me to watch. Yeah, because you were playing against him in two championships, and he had I'm sure you he had twenty well. points, and there was five minutes left in the first quarter. Yeah, and he, I think he left the second, the first half with over thirty, and obviously ended up fifty four point six in half PPR. Just an absolute hero ball performance out of Camara. Uh, thank you for being brave and acknowledging that. Got to say, though, there was a heroic performance on the other side of that game. Irv Smith Jr. We brought him up a little bit on the tight end streaming radar just because Kyle Rudolph his head was up. out. He's been peeking his head out of the stream just a little yeah. bit. Hey, guys, just, I'm still here. Just, ha- just groundhogging it. Over here. I'm still whack-a-mole. Here. Irv Smith, nine targets, six catches, 52 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, the glory that you would have felt if you spot started him in a championship no kidding because you had no better option i mean this would have been a huge one uh going forward and yeah i tend to think he was mostly not started but it was a nice game yeah it was a a great game and and the reason he's he's brought up here obviously is two touchdowns you know the rules but uh Kyle Rudolph, there's no reason to play Kyle Rudolph in a meaningless game for the Vikings. Let's get Irv Smith out there. Let's get him a huge snap share again. Let's have him build on this performance. And this offseason, let's give Kyle Rudolph another inexcusable, unreasonable contract extension. extension. <laughs> right? You've got your future tight end right there. Better re-sign Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> Manny Sanders in that game, it's very obvious that he's the Saints' number one receiver while Michael Thomas is out. I believe he's IR'd. Yes, and eligible to come back for the first round of the playoffs, which the Saints are likely going to be playing in. But doesn't we're matter. Here for week seventeen. That's right. Exactly. Tom. We're here for week seventeen, and that means Manny Sanders is a viable start. He's had, uh, I believe, it's over. Tom will know better than me, but I believe it's over seventy yards in both of these starts uh, with Michael Thomas on the lineup. Yeah, he was averaging thirteen and a half points with Drew Brees in full PPR. He dipped slightly under that, so he's probably averaging thirteen point one in games without Michael Thomas and with Drew Brees in full point PPR. He's a wide receiver one. If he scores, which he didn't, he would have a, you know a really big week, and he can score at yeah. any given time. So Manny Sanders blow up games are always a possibility. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I I, I didn't look at their matchup next week, but that that could be interesting. Uh, for him as well. We'll get to that when we get to the preview. Baby. Important for uh, Manny Sanders next week too. Alvin Kamara due for some touchdown regression next week, I would imagine. I think he's due for a week off. Yeah, I mean, after Shit. that. <laughs> <laughs> my name, Jeff. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Go this ahead, is, Scotty. I mean, this guy, this guy literally... Is the is the reason why twenty one point six is a is an attainable number for Stefan Diggs for me, uh, and it was tough because you know as you guys know I have James Robinson I'm sitting there looking at my lineup this is I'm sitting there looking at my lineup um, Saturday like three thirty five we've heard nothing about James Robinson Jeff Wilson still isn't even in my starting lineup yet 
and I'm looking at the score. I'm getting my ass whooped, right? I'm like, who on my roster has the best chance to get a 30-burger this week? No way. Lamar? Sure. Travis Kelsey? Fine. How about Jeff Wilson, the king of the random spot start 30-burger? And not only... He didn't 30 burger, but damn it, he was close. 22 carries, 183 yards, 183 rushing yards, adds in a 21 yard touchdown catch, 200 total yards, and a touchdown. This is desperation stream of the year candidacy, Absolutely. if I've ever seen one. Absolutely. What a game for Jeff Wilson. It's I, a hero to me. Yeah. A true I mean, hero. I mean, this was, he was the ultimate mood booster for you because things were dark. Oh, yeah. Camara, as they were for so many households across the country i'm sure and we felt that pain but then but all of a sudden jeff you get wilson jeff, it's always there for and us you had jeff wilson some other people might have had miles gaskin Ooh, on saturday baby. who had 14 carries for 87 yards caught five passes for 82 yards and two touchdowns did he catch both of his touchdowns from Fitzmagic, or was it one and one I think so. I think it was one on one. Okay. No, I think it was both from Fitzmagic. Yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure on that, but I think catching them from both it doesn't would, matter. would be the best sign, right? To show that he could do yeah. both. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter because even the one that uh, Gaskin caught, you know, the one that everyone's thinking of right now, it was all Gaskin. He took a yeah. the slant route in and turned it out and went up the sideline. Like that, I, that could be thrown by anybody. That was all Gaskin. It was one and one again. Not that it matters. I think that that's even better. You see him to get it done with both guys, and and I think really what you're looking at here is this guy, in my opinion, has really proven himself. Mm -hmm. You know, he should be the lead back for Miami going into next year. We'll, yeah, for sure. We'll see how it's going to shake out. You know, the the rookie draft class is pretty loaded. Miami Ach, has that is good. Miami has a mile long list of picks, so. Using a running back or trading up to get a, a game a game changing running back might be in the cards for them. Although it's a huge receiver draft as well, and they you've seen how they could really use some help at the wideout position. A couple guys from Bama coming up that could slot in right with Tua, maybe Jamar a little Devontae Smith action. Just throwing some names out there, but I think Miles Gaskin deserves a chance to be the starter next year. Killed his husband. He's gonna be back. That bitch, Miles Gaskin. Bitch, Miles Gaskin. Nobody's talking about the fact she probably killed her husband. He's a, he's Credits. likely owned. Him and Jeff were probably owned in yeah. your league. Yeah, but, but they're worth mentioning. I mean, we're we're talking about heroes, Scotty, like Jamison Crowder. Wow. I mean, we're talking about if you're even still playing next week, right? So I mean, oh, it's right. worth it. Yep. Uh, Jamison Crowder goes with the hat trick. He gets stats in passing, stats in rushing, stats in receiving. Very few players do that, and I love to see it, and I love to point it out when we get the chance. He could be out there as well. And what a day. I mean, this guy has quietly had an amazing season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean. Scott, you want to trade for him in Dynasty? You want him? I did at the beginning of the year, if you remember. I know. You want him still? He's up for grabs. Let me, just step into my office. Let me know. All right. Keep that line ready. Stay tuned for Tom and Scott's trade uh, discussion. Uh, that'll be the post-credit scene of this episode. <laughs> Us cursing at each other and saying we're idiots. Another receiver <laughs> from the Jets-Browns game. That's right. There were other receivers who played in that game. How about Jamarcus Bradley for the Browns? Nice late Not breaking news. The Browns had <laughs> zero Browns, rostered receivers Browns available. called them up and said, Hey, Jamarcus, you busy this weekend? Uh we got a game, and we could kind of use you to soak up 11 targets, five carries for 60 yards. This is, this is a nobody. But, I mean, he got 11 targets, and if the if the Browns receiving core isn't cleared and they're all not going to play again, 11 targets. The hope is they're cleared on New Year's Eve, which they is play, Thursday. They play Pittsburgh, obviously. So then you've got to so. trust these guys to pass COVID protocol and then not do anything that would put them at risk on New Year's Eve and day. So that they can play Sunday. You'd hope with the playoffs on the line, they won't. But well, you would hope. But you know, yeah. So I don't think playoffs could, are on the line this him. week on Christmas Eve too. But you could trust Austin Hooper with fifteen targets. I was gonna say it's probably best that you go after Austin Hooper if you're going after anyone in this Browns passing game at all. Fifteen targets, seven catches, seventy-one yards. This was a great desperation stream performance. Obviously, not as epic as Jeff Wilson or Miles Gaskin, but for what Austin for. What Austin Hooper gave you, I think, I think he was easily top 10 
as at the tight end position this week without a touchdown. Yeah. 70 yards typically locks you into the top 10. Yeah, nothing to brag about for Harrison Bryant, but I wish that we knew the receivers were going to be out because I, I played him in DraftKings. He was $2,500. And wow. so, you know, he scored like seven full PPR points or something, but like for $2,500, like that's fine, actually. <laughs> That Absolutely. was worth, yeah. That's worth the risk every time, man. Yeah, he might have just had the highest points per dollar by default, just because of how cheap he was. A Camara. <laughs> yeah, he opened me up to uh, add Tyree Kill, who didn't do anything. That was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was cool. That was not cool. Let's talk about Sterling Shepard. Twelve cool. targets in this one. Twelve uh, over ten targets. Everybody knows the rules. Um, just one of those guys. I wish another lost year for him. Yeah. Can, can we put together 16 games one time for Sterling Shepard? I Has feel he played like 16 games in by the last the like three years? end of the year, he would be building so much momentum that a, that a 12-target, 9-catch, 77-yard game with a touchdown wouldn't be as surprising. He mm-hmm. wouldn't even pop up on the heroes because yeah. he would be rostered. And I, it's really the kind of player that I think he is. It's just very unfortunate that he gets hurt all the time. Uh, he's only has two touchdowns this year, and he hasn't had a single 100-yard game either. So he's really living between those 20s, really a, a more of a chain mover than anything for this team. And although that's not bad, for a fantasy perspective, there's a lot to be desired there. Daniel yeah, he's better in full-point PPR. Go ahead, Tom. Yes. He's a, he's a full-point PPR only at this point. Okay. You guys think Daniel Jones is quarterback of the Giants next year? Yeah. Uh, don't year care. With, uh, another year with him and Shepard, I think, would, be, would make Shepard look a little bit better. Don't care yet, Tom. Eventually, you have to care about something like that. <laughs> I don't care right now. <laughs> Fine. Tom's got bigger fish to fry than Daniel Jones, BS. How about T. Higgins, then? Nine targets, six catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown. All signs are pointing to A.J. Green being gone from Cincinnati at the end of this year after yeah. he plays out the franchise tag, right? So What a terrible franchise tag. Let's get A.J. Green to the, to the Packers. <laughs> and uh, T. Higgins with... I mean, let's be honest. Joe Burrow's not starting week one of 2021 for the Bengals. No. Who knows if he even starts a game. Yeah. But T. Higgins has been good. And he's going to have another year under his belt. Uh, an actual offseason. Right. Sky's the limit for this kid. Yeah. I mean, he, this year, if you just took his numbers for what they are, is, you know, considering everything that that's, hap- that's happened, he's had a really productive season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great guy that, you know, I, I put in the notes here. If you're in a league that has multiple keepers and maybe your team doesn't have anyone sticking out, why not go add T Higgins and just see what the offseason brings for yeah. this team? Uh, he's a he's a great guy going down the road. He's been great this season. And like you said, the, the, you know, the arrow is just pointing straight up for him. Get in while you can. Yeah. From the Bengals game, we also have Samaje Pirine. Two tuds. Everybody knows the rules. Uh, yep. I mean... The problem with the, the problem I have with this is Gio Bernard is better. Also had a great game. Yeah, he had 16 half PPR without scoring a touchdown. Samaje Piran gets two. You know, if if Gio even gets one of those two touchdowns, yeah. you're talking about a league winning stretch for Giovanni Bernard. Very true. If you if you were able to plug and play him in the playoffs, and I mean even without that, he still puts in a, a pretty darn good performance without yeah. a touchdown. And and luckily you were able to ride him. You can't trust Piran here. The the Ravens need to win next week. That is who the Ravens play next week with the Bengals. So I mean you weren't starting Piran anyway. So let's no. move on. Bengals were feisty though. Good move Joe Mixon officially not playing, but we all knew that. Yeah, they could have IR'd him eight weeks ago, but uh, we could move on. But to... at least he burned a spot on my roster for those eight and their active roster so they didn't get a chance to look at somebody else so smart (laughs) so uh we'll go to jimmy graham two touchdowns you know the rules here uh this is a classic jimmy graham type of game he's just very good in the red zone always has been always will be uh mitch knows where to find him that's it they played against a bad team and the jags pretty easy um i was stuck between him and austin hooper and i made the wrong call didn't hurt me but I was, yeah, I mean, and the thing that the thing soon that as wasn't I saw that all those receivers were out for the Browns. I was like, Hooper's going to. You score. have to try Hooper, and he got fifteen freaking targets. Yeah. So honestly, that was the right play. Jimmy Graham only gets five, but he scores twice here. So, and Jimmy Graham was, is battling with Cole Komet even for snaps. So mm-hmm. I would have told you to do the same. That's a battle he'll lose next year, I would imagine as well. As Komet's looked pretty good down the stretch here, 
He's the guy I think they put a second or third round pick into him. Yes. So, you know. And yeah, he also got a goal line rush. Yeah, I saw that and was pissed. That like, was so stupid. One, David Montgomery is scalding hot. Hand him the ball. That was the worst call of the weekend, actually, I think. That that one worst of the weekend for you? It wasn't that I, Chiefs. Honestly, I think so. Throw with Sammy Watkins. <laughs> That one was so bad. No, the Chiefs, Chiefs are allowed to do that stuff. Yeah. All right, fine. We encourage that. Hey, speaking of the Chiefs, we got Darrell Williams on our dock here, and it's not so much for his Week 16 performance, which was pretty good. It's because he's probably going to get all of the touches next week with the Chiefs already announcing that they're going to rest several of their key starters yep. with nothing to play for, having already locked up the one seed in the AFC. When you uh, when you say you're going to rest several of your players, Le'Veon Bell is one of them. Yeah. And uh, I would be really surprised if Le'Veon goes in this game. Uh, one of the things that I did bring up in the preview as well was that just because Le'Veon Bell is the starting running back on this team doesn't even really necessarily mean he's going to be too fantasy relevant. I backed off my shutdown. I should have stayed strong and stood tall because he turded hard and opened the door for Daryl Williams. Not only to, to to see some work this week, I thought he would he would even eat more work into it, but now Le'Veon Bell's not going to play. Daryl Williams goes off. You could see first round of the playoffs starting running back for the Chiefs, Daryl Williams. Second round of the playoffs. Second yeah, you round. could actually make the argument that uh, Daryl Williams will be the one rested and Le'Veon will play. <laughs> Based on performance, sure. They need Daryl Williams more than Le'Veon down the stretch. <laughs> I'm not, I'm really barely kidding. That's why I'm laughing. It's like, I don't think Scott's kidding at all. Funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah, so I guess watch the news on that. You know, you might get a freebie uh, on like Thursday. <laughs> yep. All righty. So. We move on from that to Mike Williams, who had 10 targets. 10 targets, everybody knows the rules. That's right. Five or Four catches, 54 yards. Had a really nice third down pickup that I thought he Two was drops in the end zone. Slant. Ouch. And that's the game you run with Mike Williams. But Keenan Allen likely out for the Chargers Week 17 matchup against, I believe it's the Broncos. So no, Mike, they play the Broncos this week. They play the Chiefs. Oh, they play the Chiefs with a with which could who, who be play, who are playing nobody a second string roster. So, and there's no reason for the for uh, the the Chargers to go out there and play Keenan Allen in this game, especially you run it back he, with Mike Williams here. You run it back, and he goes bonkers in this one. I think mm-hmm. I like that. Good one for the uh, for the daily lineups. I think Mike Williams next week. Ooh, I'm excited to talk about this next guy. Me too, because Curtis it's, Samuel Tom very him a lot quietly. Too. And honestly, all three of these Panthers wide receivers. Yeah, he's actually really young, too. And Robbie Anderson. They all are looking very good. Yeah, if you can get him in the Dynasty League for cheap, um, it would be a really sweet move because he's really young and he's solidified now. I don't think he's going anywhere. And he gets it done all all over the place. I think he's earned some rushing attempts when Christian McCaffrey is back. That one rush he had was amazing. Two yards. And if you remember, he's he's scored in the red zone on carries, you know, cucking our beloved Mike Davis earlier this year. But Curtis Samuel, man, I, I really have grown to love him throughout this year. He's a guy that I've picked up and dropped and picked up and dropped. Yeah. And I've been paying attention to his stat lines every week. I'm like, I am done dropping this guy. He goes 50 yards rushing and he gets you 100 yards receiving in the same game. He's mm. like putting out McCaffrey numbers on McCaffrey's team. Uh, and and like you said, I think it's just a, uh, a, uh, a a sign for all three of these receivers and just how good that they are. Curtis Samuel barely had a role at the beginning because Robbie Anderson really burst on the scene and DJ Moore was going off. Now you're starting to see all three of these guys used. And God forbid if they go get a young quarterback or a, or a quarterback who can really throw to all three levels of the field, which I've loved Teddy Bridgewater this year. He's a short to intermediate passer. You know, if you get a guy who could really start to spread this thing out, that offense could be electric next year. Hear me out. Teddy, first round pick this year, next year, year after for the one on one. Wow. You know, I don't think the Jags take it. Don't care. Speculate. Thank you, Tom. (laughs) Malcolm Brown, seven carries, 27 yards, three targets turned into one catch for eight yards. What a performance. By him and the entire Rams offense besides Ooh, Cooper Cup, really. Hero, baby. But, of course, the devil is in the details, and the devil right now is in Darrell Henderson's ankle, which turned on a Jamal Adams tackle on the goal line. Likely that he's out. 
uh, for this week. And that yeah. leaves Malcolm Brown as the only Rams running back available. You thought you could get rid of me, huh? Mm. Just when you thought Cam Akers was going to be the every down back. Why won't you die? Just when you thought Daryl Henderson was going to take over as the overall lead back. Mm-hmm. Could you consider him the number one waiver wire ad this week? Because I, I might. And I think what's funny about yeah. that is that he would be the number one waiver wire ad in week one or after and week 16. one and in 16. Yeah. So at the beginning yeah. of the season and the end of the season. Yeah, like that's a circle. Uh, an awesome stat. Yes. And it really is much like a circle. Um, I think you're you're probably right, though, Tom, to be completely Pretty honest. crazy to achieve that without injury. <laughs> No kidding. He's he's literally been active every game this season and has just gone through the full range of emotion mm. with all of us throughout our fantasy season <laughs> as well. And outside of, you know, these guys that probably aren't out there, uh, you know, you're Jeff Wilson, you're Miles Gaskin. You make sure you float the, you know, you, you skim your waivers for them. I think the next guy is definitely uh, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, that sounds about right. Let's talk about two Dallas wide receivers. Annie Dalton led the NFL in passing yards this week. Three completions secondary. of 50 plus yards for Dalton. That's awesome. I believe he, he loves Michael Gallup. One to Gallup and one to CeeDee Lamb. He has a Actually, picture. Probably of, not CeeDee Lamb. He has but, a picture of Michael Gallup up next to his, on his nightstand. That's yeah, how much no he loves him. Michael, Michael Gallup, Gallup was like, hey guys, remember me? Remember when I had a thousand yards last year and everyone was like, hey, this guy's a top 25 wideout. I'm still that guy. Might not be that guy for Dallas next year, but that's okay. He's still that guy. I and think he'll he's that, not gonna be there. There's no reason to let him go anywhere. Yeah, I think really I think, the, contract I think really the guy I would try to move for them would be Cooper just of because of, because of the him. money. Um but then you you flip over to CeeDee Lamb. This guy really, man. Every just, time he touches the ball, I think he's gonna score. Uh, I can't imagine what defensive coordinators feel like when he gets the ball. They're like, Oh shit, here How goes did my we job. let this happen? Yeah, right. So in the past, you know, in the past two weeks. CeeDee Lamb took an onside kick off to the house. He had a rushing touchdown, and he had a receiving touchdown. This, this guy is unbelievable. He's another guy I would bring up in in uh, the same light as T. Higgins, but really it's like T. Higgins on steroids in this regard to the fact that if he's somehow floating out there, this is an amazing keeper prospect. Especially if Gallup's not there next year. Uh, exactly. Just, just pick yeah. him up and let's see what happens in yeah. the summer. It was my scroll down. Something I've noticed over the course of the season is he's been in most lineups that I've seen that have just gone like bonkers because he's never been very expensive and he goes bonkers. So like he's like one of those guys that rounds it out in the middle, but has a ultra high ceiling, which is like kind of uncommon. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah. that's a that's a really good point. Most of the guys who have a really high ceiling get, uh, you know, a few hundred or maybe even a thousand dollar type boost, but he's floated in that middle range with all those other middling options. Then he could really explode any week. Kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Jameson Crowder a little bit, right? Yeah. Where absolutely. Crowder kind of floated in the middle, never really got his value boosted too high, but always had that chance to go wild. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, fl- Crowder floated at the bottom. <laughs> he didn't float at all. <laughs> he never got, he's You're never insane. got any respect whatsoever. <laughs> All right, a couple more guys from this Sunday night game. How about Johnny Smith watch? He's back. He's back. He He was getting peppered, too, by the way. Yeah, and he went five for 50 the week before. Yeah, a lot of the targets were bad, but he got a lot of looks, and they were in, you know, the positions that you want to see them. Johnny's fine. He did a great job this year. Yeah, and, you know, the reason why he drafted in, like, the 12th or 14th round or whatever, like – he got you there and he scored in the championship too. Thank you, dude. Thank you, dude. Honestly, one of the things on Twitter, fantasy football on Twitter that I've had the, the toughest uh, part dealing with is Johnny Smith. These ranking sites have him as like GE 18 for this week. Like, dude, he has more touchdowns than almost any tight end in the entire league. I don't care how many catches he has. This position is completely barren and he has been a top 10 option wire to wire. He's been ranked inside the tight ten, top 10 at tight end wire to wire and when he goes too late next year take advantage again yeah if he has like a 50 percent prospect of getting a touchdown which is worth six points at a minimum he has a 50 percent prospect of being a tight end in top 10 tight end for the week because that's one. pretty yeah. much all it takes he's a how weekly many, tight end one just for that reason alone how many times are we gonna say it? you could do so much worse oh my god than john smith oh yeah Love yeah john and man. i don't think we ever fully gave up either no no the watch, the watch never ended, Tom. 
Not on my this watch time. is ended now after week 16. Now no, we can rest. Your watch is ended. You don't give a shit about anything anymore, though. No. <laughs> Especially AJ Dillon. What a great oh, mama. AJ Dillon might have just cost Aaron Jones his second contract with Green Bay. Yeah. And, and if that happens, like let's say Aaron Jones goes somewhere else, the hype on AJ Dillon will off be so far off the rails by like July that I, I don't I think I'll be off. No like, way we'll be it, getting him. It, it, he'll just got to draft Jamal Williams in that case. Got it. I yep. think Jamal Williams, if you know, you know, that's a lot of speculation, but his Jamal contract's Williams, up too. Yeah. It's, it'll be really interesting what they do with him as well. Cause he, he's actually quietly had a very good year too. 21 carries two or 124 and a two touchdowns for AJ Dillon. You see the size of this guy and it's just ridiculous. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You know, he's got, he's got those Saquon thighs mm-hmm. with that Derrick Henry build. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, it, computing. It is a little tough to see him on the field. You're like, wait, is that man or Boulder? It's a rock. <laughs> it's not a boulder. <laughs> it's a rock. Okay. All right. We really pioneers used to ride these puppies for miles. They used to ride these babies for miles. That could be what the Packers are thinking about with AJ <laughs> Dillon next year. All right. Boston College used to ride AJ Dillon for miles. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's recap these games a little bit. Minnesota and New Orleans. Yeesh. Wow. Where were you when Alvin Kamara happened? You know, and one of the, the thing that pissed me off the most about this game, it's not Kamara. I love Kamara. And like, obviously in the moment of having a guy score six touchdowns in the two championships that you're against hurts, but like overall that was epic. Mm-hmm. And the thing that pissed me off more than anything, Mike Zimmer goes in the, goes in the post game and just like bashes his defense and how bad they are. Like he's not the coach. <laughs> Like, he's just some fan that's, like, pissed. He's like, this is the worst defense ever. And he's yeah. like, you are. Idiot, you're the head coach. They're a reflection of you, bud. Yeah. You did it. It's like the um, Tim Robinson in the hot dog suit. I don't get We're why. I'm trying to find a guy who did this so we can give him a spanking. <laughs> I, was bare I don't get why you guys were so mad. <laughs> Mike Zimmer in the locker room. Mike I just don't get why you guys were so bad. Like, I don't get it. I put you in the right spot. Someone fire me already. Uh, Thielen with a garbage touchdown might be his first good performance in playoff championship week in the last four years. We'll probably get to more of this type of stuff as the year really winds down, but yeah. uh, we're going to just be so interesting to see where Justin Jefferson goes and where Thielen goes relative to Justin Same Jefferson spot. in the drafts next year. Uh, it's just, it's so funny that like the Diggs Thielen combo is it's, back yeah. already. I think yeah, I'm back to thinking in the same it. spot. Gone to your head, Thielen or Jefferson? Jefferson. Thielen. Wow. I'm all in. Slot receiver. You're already, I think. All right. Detroit, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady doesn't get pulled at halftime. Does he set the record in a single game for touchdowns? Yeah, probably. He, he, he was pacing for a bigger game than Alvin Kamara if he just paced that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No kidding. I looked at, I, I, you know, one of our leagues pays the high score all the way through to week 16. And of course, when it happened, you're like, all right, guy who has Kamara going to win. Then the next game, then literally the next game, halftime of the next game, I check my phone and uh, I have the a, the Brady and Evan stack. I'm like, wait, maybe I'm going to be the, the hero here. And uh, that was amazing performance for Brady. This is uh, um, the Bucks are really starting to trend in the Mike right Evans direction. Too obviously was and, phenomenal. And yeah, it's nice to see Mike Evans have one of them ones because he didn't really have one of them ones all year. Mike Evans now 40 yards away from his seventh straight straight to start his thousand yard season to open his career. No one's done that. Only Evans and Randy Moss have done it in their first six seasons. And literally the only reason that I I read something today, that was awesome. The only reason they kept the receivers in the game was because they were trying to get Mike Evans to a thousand thousand. yards before the end of the lions game. So he could sit next week. So he could sit next week. Unfortunately, I'll have to play the first quarter. Uh, that's oh, really man. He's got to play against the Falcons. Well, I'll tell you what. That's a that's um. I'm glad that you brought that up. The Bucks really don't have a lot to play for. No. So maybe Mike Evans catches two balls for 40 yards and he ducks out at the end of the second quarter. And yeah, Brady could. Brady might not even start that game too. It's gonna. You know, we're gonna have to pay attention to the reports revolving around that team and as well as the other teams. We'll get to that in the preview. Yeah. Coming soon on Thursday. San Francisco, Arizona, Jeff. Uh, yeah, tough week for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, turns out Jeff. he might have tweaked his ankle. He's not playing week 17, so 
you know, a, a tough ending to what would have been a really great late season breakout Two, for him. Yeah. I'm still huge on him. Two receivers on the same team where I'm interested to see where they will go next year will be Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. I think there's a lot of just value associated to Debo Samuel because of his uh, – Jack of all trades type of role, which of course it's exciting, mm-hmm. but Ayuk might really be the better play. Do we think that the Ayuk Debo Samuel debate might lessen the value of George Kittle going into next year, especially with Darren Waller's performance? Ooh, interesting question. I think like, I don't George Kittle, Kittle and Debo have been affected by you know the best of the, uh, the best abilities availability kind of thing, yeah, might. and that. By that tiebreaker, you might go with Ayuk, which is funny. Now he's hurt his ankle, but um, yep, I think Ayuk probably doesn't carry that uh, that stink on him as much. Yeah, I would I would agree with you 100 percent there. Especially last two years, George Kittle has left with injury. Really tough to pick a tight end in the first two rounds that I'm not getting 16 out of. Having said that, he came back and had a great game in this one. Yeah, Four catches, 92 really yards, led the led the Niners in receiving. Look, uh, he it ended really up good. being the Jeff Wilson show throughout that game, but still. All righty, Miami, Las Vegas, what a game. Uh, phenomenal ending, Fitzpatrick. Brian Flores walked out on the on the field third, or third, fourth quarter, tapped on the right wrist and said, Tua, come on out. It's time to bring in the right-hander. It's time to bring in the closer. It's time to bring in Ryan. Fitz Patrick, this dude is getting his head twisted around and dropping dimes. I'm not even kidding. That's like one of my favorite plays of all time. Put him in the hall. Because I just think about like, if that's Eli Manning back there, that's a sack. Yes. Are you kidding me? Eli did that. Eli, have you seen that play? The one Eli (laughs) play? Have you seen it? The offensive lineman could have been called for an egregious holding penalty. Hey, that's not Eli's fault. Yeah. Don't have his hand in his like. He and did. That was he what? did. Okay, so that he was did. what? 2007 Eli Manning? What about 2015 uh, Eli Manning who was ducking when he thought he saw hey, a guy why, coming towards him? Why, Tom's probably just thinking, why are you bringing up Eli Manning? Why you got to yeah, throw why, shade on Eli he's Manning? he's overrated and he Man's sucks. Man's been a retired. Yeah, yeah he's a great. Give me example or give me nothing, Don. All right, fine. Yeah, how many games, uh, uh, you know, Ryan yeah, Fitzpatrick's so great in the playoffs there, Don. What's that? Ryan Fitzpatrick's really great in the playoffs there, Don. And Eli oh, only yeah. did that in a, in a little game called the Super Bowl. So, I don't, yeah. What, what was do? it? <laughs> what bowl? <laughs> Kansas the, City, the, Atlanta. The Fiesta Bowl? <laughs> Kansas City, Atlanta. Travis Kelsey. Burrito Bowl? 100 catches, 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns this year for Kelsey. Wow. He may be the only guy to join the club Adams. outside of Devontae Adams. Yeah, it's a well, nice club to be in. Sorry about that. Um, I think I just want a timeshare. We no, definitely not Tyree Kill from a catches perspective, no. right? No, yeah, but he's been very good as well. Uh, yeah. What a year for the whole Chiefs team. Oh, and by the way, Kelsey broke the receiving yardage record for a tight end, and maybe the first tight end ever to lead the league in receiving. He's like not a tight end. He's not whatever. He's I not. Mean, the Chiefs, by the way, that same hot garbage. That same fan or DraftKings lineup I was talking about, I played Travis Kelsey in the flex and Harrison Bryant at tight end. Yep. That's a good call. It's a good call. But Chiefs were horrible in this game. They didn't have to be good, though. You know, unfortunately, the the Falcons are so bad, and especially without Julio, they're just a dumpster fire that uh, the the Chiefs didn't even really need to try in this game until the fourth quarter. Yep. Young Hui Koo missed the first kick of the season. For him. Yeah, the cool man. To tie that game. That sucked. That's right. He was really happy about that. I think it might piss some people off uh, and get them mad about kickers because he's supposed to be the best. So that was good. Good job. Yeah, Tom's ready for any kicker slander. Um, And even if it's our precious coup, it's okay if he falls. How do you feel? So we know that the Jets' first win last year, last week, was catastrophic. How do we feel about their second win against the Browns? Great. They're on a heater. Yeah. They can't be stopped. I feel I really do feel great about that win. They're they're not moving anywhere. No. You know, they're not they're not moving that up. They're not moving down. So they are where they are. So why wouldn't you try to win that game? And ruin the Browns season, which is potentially what they've done. Dude, here. the Jets knocked the Browns out of the playoffs this and, year. And by the way, potentially 
the Rams too. Yep. Because the Rams going into that game against the Jets had a 99% chance to make the playoffs. All they had to do was not lose their next three games. Yeah. And now if John Wolford can't beat Arizona, the Rams are probably going to be out of the playoffs. Well, it, it's going to be really interesting to see. We'll get to it in the preview, but could be Wolford versus the backup for the for uh, the Cardinals as well because who has Kyler a really weird name. Really hobble. make you that's, want. That's why I called him the backup. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't know. Uh we talked about Jamison Crowder, a very underrated year for him. Uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb score in this one to kind of bail out some subpar performances for both of them. Tom, we hammering Jamison Crowder like 10th round next year? I hammered him this year. And you know what? The problem with that is I dropped him everywhere too. And like <laughs> it was a guy that I would draft instead of like a kicker or whatever. I got him at the end of like all of our leagues. I still have him in that dynasty. Uh, I'm waiting for your yep. trade to pop up over here on my end. But the line hot. Um, he's just uh, he he started off so hot, which makes me an idiot because I dropped him probably before that even began in some leagues. But he's got to start off hot. Yeah, he's got to start off hot though because like if he doesn't, then you won't have any confidence to play him. And right. it's just one of those things by being on the Jets. Like it's just an, yeah. an unfortunate reality of being on the Jets. You brought up yeah, I know you really did bring up a good point. Like he started out so hot at the beginning of the year that there wasn't really any fear to play him. It was just you were just chasing upside because it seemed like there was a solid floor there. Mm. Well, he's still a jet. We don't know what next year holds, and the bottom could fall out. Yes, absolutely. One guy, I'll I'll throw my name into the hat with this guy, and you guys know probably who I'm talking about in this Colt Steelers game about where he's going to go next year. What happens to Deontay Johnson? Ooh. Because he was like actually eighth, thought ninth gonna, right now. I actually thought you were going to go Jonathan Taylor there, which is another guy. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's a second-round pick next year. Yeah, I think he could creep up into that first round if he has could a be. really strong postseason. Could be. But we will see how, how that goes. In the meantime, I'll stick with Deontay Johnson. Big Ben needs to be the quarterback there. The offense still remains needs to remain the same. Okay. But Juju could potentially be out of the offense, which would be very nice for Deontay Johnson. That's nicer for Claypool, I think, too. And it's Anthony. massive for uh, Deontay Johnson, I think. Absolutely. I it's think the key. Because Deontay dominates the short yardage targets, even with Juju there. Right. So you lose Juju, and he maybe All of a siphons off a guy. couple more of those, yeah. if he even could. Yeah. Um, Deontay is a is a top twenty wide receiver going in the draft. I love him. I love him so much. Top twenty for sure. I'd say top fifteen if Juju definitely wasn't going to be. It's there. been really difficult for me to try to find a Bumblebee Steelers jersey with his name on it because they discontinued those. They don't wear oh, them yeah. anymore. So I don't know what I'm. Gonna you know, do. this is one of the guys. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy you listened to me and reaped the benefits of some of the research I did earlier in the year. He was one of my favorite receivers coming into the draft season. Unfortunately, I didn't get him because Don liked what I said about him and plucked him in basically every league we're in together. But he led the NFL last year in yards of separation per route run. So mm -hmm. he was getting more open than any receiver in the league last year. Uh, unfortunately for him. Getting open is the problem. It's actually just catching the ball. <laughs> but when which he, he does, seems to have figured out which, when he does catch the ball, man, and he gets it in his hands, he's very dynamic. He's electric. Ten targets in every game that he started and finished this year. Holy shit! I'll be saying that every episode of draft pre-draft pre <laughs> coverage next season. Get ready to hear it. Yeah. Uh, other side of this Colts game, I would love to see them get Phil back because. He's starting to really spread the ball around. Michael Pittman left this one with an Finally injury. Finally getting that link good. with T.Y. up, too. T.Y. Hilton started to look much better down the stretch this year. He's had a solid floor for what feels like the last month and a half. And Naheem Hines is going to have a role in this offense if, as long as they keep him around next year, regardless of how good we think Jonathan Taylor is because yeah. he's dynamic out of the backfield. I think uh, I think the Colts did a really bad job of getting in their own way in that game, and mm -hmm. it really hurt Jonathan Taylor's fantasy performance, which made me which happy was already because good. I was playing against him. Jonathan Taylor had two touchdowns and I believe like 58 rushing or 50-something rushing right. yards in the first half. He finishes the game with only 70 rushing yards. Yeah. This is a game they were up 24 to 7, and they just passed the game away because they were burning clock, or they weren't burning clock. They were getting incompletions, punting the ball away. Here comes the Steelers. Yeah. Then do the same thing. Hopefully, they learn from that in the future. They yeah. just know when you get a big man, you ride the big man. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, I think of it sometimes like 
if you have a touchdown, you should probably cross a 10 point threshold. So Jonathan Taylor had 10, had two touchdowns, didn't cross 20 points. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns, didn't cross 60. Kind of a disappointing performance <laughs> for both of those guys. Yeah. When you think about it like that and only like that, I agree. <laughs> Chicago, Jacksonville, Mitch watch. <laughs> He's officially back. He's yeah. going to be their starter going into next year, I think. He's starting to make me look not that crazy a few years ago, but it took a little while. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it was just a bit of a slow burn, Tom. If we were a dynasty podcast, everyone would be calling you a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, I had uh, him as QB9. Yeah. He was pretty close that one year, wasn't he? Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> well, uh, dude, David Montgomery. My point is, is like even in this game, that rushing touchdown he had, that was the basis of it, right? It was that yep. he was rushing a lot. He was hurt and in that year, and he still played really well. And I thought he would rush more. If they let this guy use his legs, uh, his fantasy ceiling goes way up. Yep. He's a scrambling man. goes way, way up because he actually can run. You're right. And he actually can throw on the move decently enough. Um, another guy I'm really, really interested in, a guy I was big on coming into draft season just because his value was so low, is, is David Montgomery. I mean, what a what a season, what a second half of the season he put down. And, the, and you know, once they changed the play caller, whoever was the next guy calling the plays was like, we need to give the ball to Montgomery. We need to do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Turn their entire season around. I think he's a, he's a second, third-round pick next year, and there's a lot to, like, it's dangerous though for him, man, because this Bears team was up and down all year. Yep. Not sure, and they're which not going to change much back next season. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to change, especially if they retain Nagy and the GM. They got a decision to make about Allen Robinson. Are they going to franchise tag him, give him a new contract? Who knows? Mm-hmm. For the Jags, though, I think we know that is it going to be Gardner Minshew back up, boy. Lawrence, a good boy. Sorry, Gumbo Wally. Oh, Gumbo Wally. Uh, I mean, James Robinson's really good. Yeah. And Scott, you and I were talking about this just before we started recording. They better not do him dirty and, and get a running I'm back. I'm so terrified they're going to do him dirty. I don't think they they're won't. going to, man. I, I think I think he has something. And, you know, maybe it's his vision. Maybe it's his just strength and, and how – unwilling he is to go down but he's got something other running backs don't have i hope you're and right. I, I think that that's and i agree they won't you know, do that though because easy, easy to see when you watch film it was their big mistake to take fournette too early as a running back so like they're True. running they're probably only going to be permitted to take a running back in like the seventh round <laughs> especially after what james robinson just did exactly they have the perfect they have all of the evidence in the world which is why they'll fuck it up, but they have all the evidence. <laughs> 100%. Exactly why I'm nervous, Tom. But Giants if you draft Trevor Lawrence, you don't also draft a running back. You draft right. like you know protection. You don't pair him with Travis Etienne. You mean you could, but <laughs> be fun. Etienne's gonna play wide receiver for the Packers <laughs> with JJ Watt. Ravens Giants. Has Des Bryant played his way into a contract next season for the Ravens? Somebody. He scored twice in the last two weeks. He's fine. I hope he does play. He's getting healthier, getting back into game shape. If we're talking about tread on the tires, too, he's missed a couple years out of the game, so could still be healthier than that age dictates. That's right. Uh, Lamar talked himself. I think he he wiggled himself back into the top five quarterbacks and into the top five quarterback discussion for next year's draft as well. Is he the second quarterback drafted behind Mahomes next year? Hmm. It's hard to say. No, probably Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, probably Rodgers. No, maybe Josh Allen. I think Allen would be second. I mean, Rodgers put that. I mean, we're not taking any of these guys. So what is? Unfortunately, we won't get any of them. Right. (laughs) So okay. Cincinnati, Houston, Deshaun Watson, maybe with the stank on the Texans going into next year. I mean, he's been getting 25 every week. He's unbelievable. He'll get respect. You know, you know what was really nice to see? Two of my all-time favorite players, (laughs) Brandon Cooks and David Johnson dropping bombs. I felt like I was back in 2016 watching my boys go off. I had to start both of them in the third place game and Believe it or not, I won. Wow. Devontae Adams had one more yard. Adams than was on Cooks that team, year. too, so I obviously won. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, Brandon Cooks, until Devontae Adams went 
nuts on Sunday night. Brandon Cooks was the leading receiver in the NFL Week 16. He had a great game. Phenomenal game. He's, con- he's under contract for the Texans next year. Yes. Big things coming, especially if the Texans don't retain Will Fuller. Yeah, going to be a sneaky 7-9 to nine range mm-hmm. value, hopefully. Chargers-Denver, this game sucked. Uh, pretty pedestrian Awful. effort from Herbert. Um, Eckler was okay. Nobody was going to need Ian and Allen. Who knew? Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, that's uh, it, Carolina, right? I mean, no one was good. That's really it, yeah. Carolina-Washington, we talked a lot about the receivers it's another weird for Carolina. game in this one. J.D. McKissick's been pretty good uh, with with Gibby out, but I don't. I think his I think his value craters if Gibby comes back fully for healthy next season, which he's going to. Unfortunately, J.D. McKissick is he's like Theo Riddick almost. Like he's a crutch. He's not like something that you run off of. Yeah. He's something that well, you're barely standing can support you. And, your and he's, he's done a great anyway. job of that this year, and he'll probably get passed around to another team and you know across the league and do the same thing next year. If he stays and Alex Smith is a quarterback, he won't go away. But he he didn't True. really like kill Gibson anyway, so it was fine. Right, right. And he didn't even really like kill it too hard. McKissick. Yeah. There was a lot of games he's under fifty yards, just just racking up catches. Philadelphia, Dallas. Uh, there a lot of people are going to point to like, oh, Jalen Hurts threw two picks. Like, what's lost a fumble too? That fumble loss was absolute. The Cowboys went on shit. Oh, yeah, that fumble was not a fumble. I'm not. Listen, listen, guys. I love Jalen Hurts. I'm just laying the stats out there for everybody to interpret as they wish. Well, I'll tell you that here's the statistic. All three of his turnovers came while the Eagles were trailing. And so that defense is more of the problem than anybody gives credit for. I mean, like literally two seconds after the game, Jalen Hurts was named the starter. So let's not act like there was any question with his performance. No, he he played very well. If there were, if there was going to be a doubt thrown on whether or not he'll be the starter going into next season, it's probably that. But I mean, he's he's certainly not doing anything different than what Carson Wentz was doing. There's no doubt. Yeah. I'd imagine that, that there's a, a fake competition that goes on. Yeah. Carson Wentz won't be there. They're going to figure it out. And, and get rid of them, you think? Yeah. I think they buy them out. I don't think they're going to get what they want in a trade. A lot of Because no team's going to want to pay. Something creative will happen. Then that's, I think, no, I think Wentz is going to have to give in a little bit and be like, I'll take this amount of money. Let me go. Not going to speculate that far into that. Good point. Me neither. Seahawks, Rams, what an absolute awful performance. I told from, you it was going to stink. Jared Goff. Man. I put it as my stinker. Really you were like, Way what? I'm like, no, this is going to stink. Well, and now you know that there's two ways that the Rams it's offense can go. It's either going to be a across stinker the or a shootout. Um, Jacob Hollister on scoring that touchdown for the Seahawks was brutal. Yeah. yeah. Um, Seahawks just faded so hard yeah. in the second half of the year. Including our beloved DK Metcalf, too. Yeah, DK you faded. Know? I mean, Lockett is not even startable. Lockett hasn't had 100 yards all year, I don't think, except for that monster against the against Cardinals. Against the Cardinals when I shut him down. Yeah. But hey, listen, <laughs> maybe Scott, maybe we go into next year, you, your season long shutdown. Tyler Lockett. I'm shutting down Tyler Lockett. And then 17. we'll fade the public and take <laughs> Lockett everywhere and it'll go nuts. Just a thought. Uh, Green Bay it might be my most impressive performance of the week from their defense. Derrick Henry yeah. had 98 yards, but he did it on like 26 carries. So right. not a great yards per carry average. We thought this, especially I saw that snow and I was like, Derrick Henry is about to run for 300 yeah. yards. He's about to go full class and eight touchdowns. Yeah. Like exactly <laughs> what I thought was going to happen. I mean, he had some really nice runs some powerful runs. AJ Dillon did his fair It really share. was AJ Dillon. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers really friggin' good. Um, and is, Devontae Adams yeah. is obviously. Is Aaron Ro- like Aaron Rodgers is just like a crossroads. Like Aaron Rodgers incredibly good. Devontae Adams incredibly good. And then they cross at this point of just pure perfection. The apex. They're the apex. This season has been pure bliss. Yeah. For those two. And Devontae Adams missed two games. Yeah. Two games he missed. And he's got 17 touchdowns. <laughs> it's going to be in the 100,010 club. Missed two games. Unbelievable. Oh, I love the man. Oh, he's going to miss like eight next year and break my heart, isn't he? <laughs> We're oh, here well. for it. I'm ready. Uh, Nick Folk just kicked a 45-yard field goal to cap off the Patriots opening drive on Monday night. Hopefully, everybody uh, – hopefully, nobody has to sweat out that game the way Scott does. But if I'm you did, a, hopefully, you get the result you wanted. I'm going to get home. I, I got to be by myself yeah. to deal with this, I'm, you know, personally. Yeah. I'll have my sweat towel next to me, and I will be <laughs> freaking out. 
our contracts dictate that because for some reason some leagues still have 17 week champ week 17 championships we must do the week 17 preview uh you guys know how i feel about that after four years uh but we will be here for we'll have it. fun with it and uh we'll, we'll have as much fun with it as we possibly can uh we'll definitely have more fun with it than the chiefs will because they're benching all their starters and a few other teams will be we'll update all of that maybe we have to deal with some covid stuff we'll see uh but anyway congratulations to those of you who secured championships Best of luck to those of you uh, who needed something on Monday night. We'll see how it all plays out, and we'll talk more about it on Thursday. Until then, for Scott and Tom, I'm Don. Keep scoring.